0: So, this is going to be one of those moments where I'm referring you to something else that you might be able to buy, and um, and those are not moments that I like, but here we go. Uh, I do have a book coming out uh, that is sort of part Lenten devotional and uh, part story about the the long illness of my father and, and his eventual death and the way that... Uh, My views and perspective on him changed, and also uh, how my views and perspectives on God changed as well. So if that's something you think might interest you, kind of pulling that through a Lenten journey, uh, check out Unless a Grain of Wheat Falls, uh, which is available on Amazon in paperback, and also on Kindle and on the Barnes & Noble Nook There was love behind my shut gate, on the way that fear and pain keep us away from love and each other. It's a reading from a recent Medium post. The readings to which I was exposed in my training as a spiritual director were wide, to say the least. There were ancient texts, scripture and modern musings, St. Teresa of Avila, and St. John of the Cross were required, but also writers who were Orthodox, Catholic, and Protestant. And then there were the Quakers. Of late, these have been the ones that have come forward for me. Perhaps it is the emphasis on silence. As someone who also teaches meditation as part of my clinical practice, the emphasis on silence is welcomed we are opened in silence, we are better able to listen. Maybe it is the simplicity of Quaker worship, again, mostly in silence, unless someone feels that the light is encouraging them to speak. For many of us, it is difficult to imagine a service with a shorter sermon, much less hardly any words at all. Or it could be that even in a business meeting, there is silence, listening, waiting, and then consensus. Everyone's voice is valued and heard. But I am also reminded that after trauma and tragedy, after conflict and crisis, listening to God and to each other is hard. One of the readings I encountered in my studies was a section from The Luminous Trail by Rufus M. Jones. There he writes of many lives of faith, but also his own. Jones's first wife died. His son, by her, died of diphtheria when the boy was just eleven years old. At the time Jones learned of the death, he was in England while his son was in America. This was 1903. There was no way for him to return for the funeral. Jones writes, When my sorrow was at its most acute stage, I was walking along a great city highway. When suddenly I saw a little child come out of a great gate, which swung to and fastened behind her. She wanted to go to her home behind the gate, but it would not open. She pounded in vain with her little fists. she rattled the gate, then she wailed as though her heart would break. The cry brought the mother. She caught the child in her arms and kissed away the tears. Didn't you know that I would come, she said. It is all right now. And all of a sudden I saw with my spirit that there was love behind my shut gate. Yes, where there is so much love, there must be more, Jones writes. Reading this quote, I am struck that the event happened through no fault of the child. We are sometimes quick to blame those who find themselves outside. We can be quick to punish ourselves for the distance that we may feel from our faith. It was also the right response to cry out for help, to rattle the gate, so to speak. Over and over in the Hebrew Scriptures, we are reminded of times when David and the Israelites cried out to God, How long? And why? In the New Testament, Jesus cries out to God in the Garden of Gethsemane, cries tears at the death of Lazarus. Yet the response is always love. Even when we feel the most shut out, there remains love. Tragedy and trauma, crisis and conflict encourage us to withdraw, to isolate, to act in a way that feels protective. Even physically, when we are hurt, our tendency is to draw in, to cringe, to protect our soft vital organs, and while that response is normal and natural, there is also the point at which we open our hearts again. We reach out. We may even need to rattle the gates. This happens when we feel outside of our relationship with God, but certainly in our relationship with others too. Particularly in times of crisis and conflict, we would do well to sit with each other, perhaps even in silence. We can work to open our gates to open our hearts to remember that we can still love each other in the midst of disagreement. Maybe then, if people of good faith can come together, we can find our way through, knowing that, as Jones writes, where there is so much love, there must be more.